Jai 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 Advaita Sangvanadaya Gaurabhaktalina Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Yes, I'm cutting some corners at the moment. Uh, little uh, took a little time off, so starting a little late today. Oh, and I also didn't really prepare a lecture, uh, but I thought of continuing a little bit uh, in reading about the performance of Vrindavan pastimes. It's still sort of overflowing from Radastini, a bit more about Vrindavan, about Srimata Radharani and so on. So it is said that during the Ratiyatra festival in Jagannath Puri, we have on the fifth day, we have the Hirapanchami festival. And that here at Panchami festival is a festival where Lakshmi Devi comes out from the temple in a procession and with her servants, a very opulent procession. And, and the servants of Lakshmi are attacking the servants of Lord Jagannath and are beating them with sticks. And, and basically it represents the jealous nature of the goddess of fortune because the Lord Jagannath uh, has left her company and went, went to the Kundicha gardens, which represent Vrindavan. Mm. And so we start reading now from Madhya chapter 14, uh, and 21. The, the Lord enjoys his pastimes day and night in various flower gardens there. Um, but why does he not take Lakshmi Devi, the goddess of fortune, with him? Sarup Damara replied, My dear Lord, please hear the reason for this. Lakshmi Devi, the goddess of fortune, cannot be admitted to the pastimes of Vrindavan. In the pastimes of Vrindavan, the only assistants are the gopis. But for the gopis, no one can attract the mind of Krishna. The Lord said, using the car festival as an excuse, Krishna goes there with Subhadram and, and Baladev. All the pastimes with the gopis that take place in those gardens are very confidential ecstasies of Lord Krishna. No one knows them. Since there is no fault in all, at all in Krishna's pastimes, why does the goddess of fortune become angry? Srubhdamana replied, it is the nature of a girl afflicted by love to become immediately angry upon finding any neglect on the part of her lover. Um, while Shrukh Damodar and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were talking, the procession of the goddess of fortune came by. 
She was riding upon a golden palanquin carried by four men and bedecked with a variety of jewels. The palanquin was also surrounded by people carrying umbrellas, chamara, whisks, and flags, and it was preceded by musicians and dancing girls. The maidservants were carrying water pitchers, chamara whisks, and boxes for battle nuts. There were hundreds of maidservants, all attractively dressed and wearing valuable necklaces. In an angry mood, the goddess of fortune arrived at the main gate of the temple, accompanied by many members of her family, all of whom exhibited uncommon opulence. When the procession arrived, the maidservants of the goddess of fortune began to arrest all the principal servants of Lord Jagannath. The maidservants bound the servants of Jagannath, handcuffed them and made them fall down at the lotus feet of the goddess of fortune. Indeed, they were arrested just like thieves who have all their riches taken away. When the servants fell down before the lotus feet of the goddess of fortune, they almost fell unconscious. Oh, one second. Mm. Yeah. They almost fell unconscious. They were chastised and made the butt of jokes and loose language. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates saw such impudence exhibited by the maidservants of the goddess of fortune, they covered their faces with their hands and began to smile. Sarupdamadar said, there is no egoistic pride like this within the three world. At least I've never seen or heard of it. When a woman is neglected and disappointed, out of egoistic pride, she gives up her ornaments and morosely sits down on the ground, marking lines on it with her nails. I've heard of this kind of pride in Satyabhama, Krishna's proudest queen. And I've also heard of it in the gopis of Vrindavan, who are the reservoirs of all transcendental malice. But in the case of the goddess of fortune, I see a different kind of pride. She manifests her own opulences and even goes with her soldiers to attack her husband. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, please tell me of the varieties of egoistic pride manifested in Vrindavan. Sri replied, the pride of the gopis is like a river flowing with hundreds of tributaries. The characteristics and modes of love are different in different women. Their jealous anger, anger also takes on different varieties and qualities. It is not possible to give a complete statement about the different types of anger manifested by the gopis, but a few principles uh, may serve as an indication. I, I remember that I read this before uh, for the transcribers. So anyway, mm. Mm. so I'll, I'll move a little bit further up. Um, So Lord Krishna, Lord Sri Krishna is thousands upon thousands of times more satisfied when he sees Sri Radharani's face light up uh, from, a, from this combination of ecstatic love than he is by direct union with her purport. This is further explained in the following verse from the Uchvala Nilamani, Anubhav Prakarana for of Srila Rupa Goswami. Okay, let's... Although Sri Radharani was checking Krishna with her hand, internally she was thinking, let Krishna satisfy his desires. In this way she was very pleased within, although externally she displayed opposition and anger. 
Simada Radharani externally displayed a kind of dry crying as if she's offended. Then she mildly smiles and admonishes Lord Krishna. Actually, she has no desire to stop Krishna's endeavor to touch her body with his hands. Yet Simada Radharani, whose tie is like the trunk of a baby elephant, protests his advances and sweetly smiling, admonishing him. At such time, she cries without tears on her charming face. In this way, Srimata Radharani is ornamented and decorated with various ecstatic symptoms which attract the mind of Sri Krishna. It is not at all possible to describe the unlimited pastimes of Sri Krishna, even though he himself describes them in his incarnation of Sahasravadana, the thousand mouth Sesanaga. Um, so I have discussed uh, the other day how this, uh, this angry attitude uh, uh, creates an obstacle for Krishna uh, to fulfill his desire. And therefore, it increases his desire. This is the nature of, uh, of loving exchange. Um, because the, the aim is to increase the eagerness and increase the desire. Um, because uh, love, love is the highest principle between Radha and Krishna. And therefore, they want to give. And therefore, the happiness of the other person is their focus. And therefore, Srimati Radharani wants to bring great happiness to Krishna and increase, increase the intensity of his love. And therefore, although uh, she definitely doesn't want to in any way uh, keep him at a distance, uh, but still she, she raises her hand and so somehow or other to hold him back, uh, somehow or other, she, uh, although Srimati Radharani was checking Krishna with her hand, internally she was thinking, let Krishna satisfy his desire. In this way, she was very pleased within, although she externally displayed opposition and anger. And this is, uh, yes. At this time, Srivas Thakur smiled and told Srivas my dear sir, please hear just how opulent my goddess of fortune is. As far as Vrindavan's opulence is concerned, it only consists of a few flowers and twigs, some minerals from the hill, a few peacock feathers, and a plant known as Ganja. When Jagannath decided to see Vrindavan, he went there, and upon hearing this, the goddess of fortune experienced restlessness and jealousy. She wondered, why did Lord Jagannath give up so much opulence and go to Vrindavan? To make him a laughingstock, the goddess of fortune made arrangements for much decoration. Then the maid servants of the goddess of fortune said to the servants of Lord Jagannath, why did your Lord Jagannath abandon the great opulence <clears throat> of the goddess of fortune for the sake of a few leaves, fruits and flowers? Go to see the flower garden of Srimata Radharani. Your master is so expert at everything, but why does he do such things? Now bring your master before the goddess of fortune. In this way, all the maid servants of the goddess of fortune arrested the servants of Jagannath <laughs> bowed them around the waist and brought them before the goddess of fortune. 
When all the maidservants brought Lord Jagannath's servants before the lotus feet of the goddess of fortune, the Lord's servants were fined and forced to submit. All the maidservants began to beat the rat cart with stick, and they treated the, the servants of Lord Jagannath almost like thieves. Finally, all of Lord Jagannath's servants submitted to the goddess of fortune with folded, folded hands, assuring her that they would bring Lord Jagannath before her the next day. Being thus, satis being thus pacified, the goddess of fortune returned to her apartment. Just see, my goddess of fortune is opulent beyond all description. Shiva's Thakur continued to address Surabdhamada. Well, so the power and the opulence of the goddess of fortune, um, her strength, um, and she comes there with her uh, procession, and she just, uh, and she captures the servant of Lord Jagannath. She punishes them. Um, so she is very powerful. Shiva's Thakur continued to address Surabdhamada. Your gopis are engaged in boiling milk and churning yogurt. But my mistress, the goddess of fortune, sits on a throne made of jewels and gems. Shiva's Thakur, who was enjoying the mood of Narada Muni, thus made jokes. Hearing him, all the personal servants of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began to smile. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then told Srivas, My dear Srivas, your nature is ex exactly like that of Narada Muni, the Supreme Personality of Godhead's opulence is having a direct influence of you, upon you. So Abhidhamadar is a pure devotee of Vrindavan. He doesn't even know what opulence is, for he's simply absorbed in pure devotional service. Sarup Damodar then retorted, My dear Srivas, please hear me with attention. You've forgotten the transcendental opulence of Vindavan. The natural opulence of Vindavan is just like an ocean. The opulence of Dwarka and Vaikunt is not even to be, to be compared to a drop. Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, full of all opulences, and his complete opulences are exhibited only in Vindavan Dham. Vindavan Dham is made of transcendental touchstone. Its entire service is the source of all valuable Jews, and a Chintamani stone is used to decorate the lotus feet of the maidservants of Vindavan. Vindavan is a natural forest of desire trees and creepers, and the inhabitants do not want anything but the fruits and flowers of those trees. In Vindavan there are cows that fulfill all desires, Kamadenus, and their numbers unlimited. They graze from forest to forest and deliver only milk. The people want nothing else. <laughs> yes, they can get anything from the desired trees. Uh, but they want only fruits and flowers. Uh, the Kamadenus can give anything, but, they, but the people want only milk. In Vindavan, the natural speech of the people sounds like music and their natural motion resembles a dance. The water in Vindavan is nectar. The Brahma Jyoti's effulgence, which is full of transcendental bliss, is directly perceived there in its form. The gopis there are also goddess of, of fortune. They surpass the goddess of fortune who abides in Vaikuntha. In Vindavan, Lord Krishna is always playing his transcendental flute, which is his dear companion. The damsels of Vindavan, the gopis, are super goddesses of fortune. The enjoyer in Vindavan is the supreme personality of Godhead Krishna. The trees there are all wish-fulfilling trees, and the land is made of transcendental stead, touchstone. 
The water is all nectar. The talking is singing. The walking is dancing. And the constant companion of Krishna is his flute. The effulgence of transcendental bliss is experienced everywhere. Therefore, Vrindavan Dham is the only relishable abode. Hmm. Hmm. The anklets on the damsels of Rajaburi are made of Chintamani stone. The trees are wish-fulfilling trees and they produce flowers with which the gopis decorate themselves. There are also wish-fulfilling cows, kamadenas, which deliver unlimited quantities of milk. These cows constitute the wealth of Vrindavan. Thus, Vrindavan's opulence is blissfully exhibited from Bilvamangala Thakur. Uh, quoted in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 2173. Shiva's then began dancing in ecstatic love. He vibrated sounds by slapping his armpits with the palms of his hands, and he laughed very loudly. Thus, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard these discussions about the pure transcendental mellow of Srimata Radharani, absorbed in the transcendental ecstasy, the Lord began to dance. Um, so, the opulence of Vrindavan, um, where everything is made of Chintamani, everything is, the trees are not just ordinary trees, but are desired trees, and the cows are not ordinary cows, they're Kamadenus. But yet, um, the residents of Vrindavan want just flowers and fruits from these trees and want just milk from these trees. Although they could supply anything, uh, they could supply unlimited number of jewels, but yet uh, the opulence, the, the oceans of milk uh, that are described in the Brahma Samhita, that is, is most satisfying. Um, there, um, Krishna is not only taking care of the cows, but Krishna is deeply loving the cows. Uh, Krishna is, is actually in his heart uh, totally dedicated to the cows. And the cows, uh, the cows are just uh, benedicting, benedicting the residents with their milk, with everything, everything is auspicious. Um, it is said that the, um, the bodies of cows, even in this world, are the residents of all the demigods. It is said that, it is said that cows, uh, that cows are are completely beneficial. Even their stool and urine are, are providing uh, either fertilizer or, or medicine. And, and in this way, everything about the cow is, is beneficial. And what to speak of the Kamadenus of these wish-fulfilling desire cows. We're seeing a description that the sage Vasista had a Kamadenu, a wish-fulfilling desire cow. 
And that Vishwamrita, who was a king at the time, not yet a sage, that he desired that cow and he started to, and Vishwamrita said, give that, why don't you give that cow to me? And uh, Vasista said, no, no, I cannot do so. But Vishwamrita, um, he started to take the cow by force. Yes. But then Vasista called out to the cow. And then from that cow uh, manifested uh, an army of very powerful soldiers. And although Vishwamitra was a powerful king and had brought powerful soldiers, the soldiers that came from the Kamadeni were much more powerful and they defeated uh, Vishwamitra. That's when Vishwamitra realized that the Tejas, the power of the Brahmana, the Brahma Tejas, exceeds the Tejas, the power of the Kshatriyas. And so, uh, and so Vishwamitra uh, desired to become a Brahmana. Mm. But now we're speaking about the Kamadenus in the spiritual world. And we're speaking about the Vaishnavas. And the Vaishnavas are only interested in the pleasure of Krishna. And the milk is the best. Um, the milk is produced with love. And that milk is turned into so many wonderful foodstuffs. And so Krishna's, um, Krishna's village, um, Krishna's village is the perfect, the perfect model to live. And if in this world, we are simply uh, try to reestablish Krishna's village, then everything will blossom. Everything will blossom. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was dancing in ecstatic love and Sarup Damada was singing, the Lord said, go on singing, go on singing. The Lord then extended his own ears. Thus Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's ecstatic love was awakened by hearing the songs of Vrindavan. In this way, he inundated poor Satam, Jagannath Puri, with love of Godhead. Finally, the goddess of fortune returned to her apartment. In due course of time, as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was dancing, afternoon arrived. After much singing, all four Sankirtan parties grew fatigued, but Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's ecstatic love increased twofold. While dancing absorbed in Sri Radharani's ecstatic love, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in her very form. Seeing this from a distant place, Nichananda Prabhu offered player, prayers. Hmm. Seeing the ecstatic love of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nichananda Prabhu did not approach, but remained a little distant away. Only Nichananda Prabhu could catch Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but the ecstatic mood of the Lord would not stop. At the same time, Kirtan could not be continued. Sarup Damodar then informed the Lord that all the devotees were fatigued. Seeing this situation, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to his external senses. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then entered the flower garden with all his devotees. After resting there for some time, he took his afternoon bath. 
So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was just continued to dance in ecstasy and, and just Sri Damodara had to just tell them that the devotees could not carry on with Kirtan any longer and that they had to take some rest. Then uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to external consciousness. Mm. So, yes, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, was obviously in the mood of the spiritual world and where a particular mellow can just continue and continue until the Lord desires another menu, mellow. Uh, but in the material world, uh, there are uh, also the, uh, the, the, the limitations of matter. Uh, how long can we dance? How much prasadam can we honor? Uh, just how long can we go without sleep? So all these things um, are there. But, and that is why in the material world, there's always that limitation. That's why Srila Prabhupada would say, to make the best use of a bad bargain, the material body is a bad bargain. Because now that we are embodied in these material bodies, we have become limited. Sri hmm. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then entered the flower garden with all his devotees. After resting there for some time, he took his afternoon bath. Then there arrived in large quantities a variety of food that had been offered to Sri Jagannath and a variety that had been offered to the goddess of fortune. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu finished his afternoon lunch and after this evening bath, he went to see Lord Jagannath. So in this way, um, the large amount of prasadam both offered to Lord Jagannath on the occasion of this Hirapancha Me festival uh, were, uh, were there. So today we read from the Hirapanchami festival, and maybe this lecture should actually be called Hirapanchami, uh, because this Hirapanchami festival is very, very interesting. The manifestation of the opulence of the goddess of fortune and the manifestation of the opulence of the, of the gopis in Vrindavan where the goddess of fortune, her opulence were jewels and gold and all these decorations. But the uh, opulence of the gopis, they were anchors of chintamani, transcendental touchstone, chintamani, such transcendental touchstone automatically, uh, automatically awakens love for Krishna. So, uh, Therefore, yes, the opulence of jewels cannot uh, compare to the opulence of, uh, of touchstone. Uh, touchstone, chintamani, chintamani prakara sattva sukalpa viksha. And not one goddess of fortune, but unlimited goddess of fortune and described as super goddesses of fortune or greater than the goddess of fortune uh, are the gopis of Vrindavan because each one of them 
um, is is themselves parsimony, is themselves an, an, an the abode of bhakti, um, and, and and as such, as the abode of bhakti, um, it it cannot in any way uh, cannot in any way compare to the goddess of fortune. Um, yes. Hare Krishna. All right. I thank you very much today. Uh, our reading was a little short, but uh, I appreciate this uh, very, very much. Oh, Hare Krishna.